The following announcements have been paid for by the sponsors of the Hameen Media Group. Hameen Media Group brand management is taking over. Social media, video, audio, design, marketing, and more. HMG Brand Management is proud to be partnered with Vince Russo's The Brand, Stevie Ray TV, Rip Rogers' FR Podcast, Goldilocks, Big Vito Brand, The A-Show starring Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, and now Angelina Love in Velvet Sky, The Beautiful People. Search for all of our HMG Brand Management partners on your favorite podcatchers, YouTube, and of course, Patreon. Support your favorite HMG ring veterans by visiting ProWrestlingTees.com, Dr. Man Beast Ted McNailer, God Papadon, SCG Search from Big Sal, Chris Silvio, Stevie Richards, and of course the Ayatollah himself, Ben Hameen. Hey bro, wake up with the official Vince Russo coffee from Broaster's Coffee. Medium roasted, Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that'll have you ready to go bro. Available only at thebroasters.com. For a flavorful hashtag RBV fitness foodie experience, visit zorosoliveoil.com. Zordos Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil is exclusively sourced from the Zordos family private 100-year-old olive groves in Greece. Taste the difference and visit zordosoliveoil.com today. StevieRichardsFitness.com For the most affordable and effective home workout program that'll give you results, real results. 12 and 16 week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at StevieRichardsFitness.com Russo'sBrand.com, where the pros are pros, bro. Get the most valid takes in wrestling from the pros who live it. Visit Russo'sBrand.com. Subscribe to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on Podbeam.com and visit Patreon.com backslash Hameen Media Group. We now take you to your featured HMG presentation. Through the years, we all remember when we first witnessed a national tragedy. We remember the good times and the bad times through either a song, a TV show, a monumental sports achievement, or even the smell of a particular food from when we were young. Welcome to the show that will take you on a journey through time to relive those iconic moments. Welcome. RTW Rewind, where old school rules. So, without any further delay, let's introduce you to the host of the show, Rad Rob Rob Francois. Hey guys, welcome back to RTW Rewind. I'm your host, Rad Rob Rob Francois. I hope everybody's doing well all around the world. We are live here on the Tube of Views on YouTube, on the Hameen Media Group channel. This episode is going to be about the evolution of the internet. Uh, This was in the idea of my partner that's right over here, this beautiful, handsome-looking man uh, with the amazing Spider-Man shirt. Colors even match my logo. I mean, that's, that's how in tune this gentleman and I are. I'm not sure what his background's about, but I'm sure he's going to explain it here in a minute. I'm old, so, you know, he's probably going to be teaching me a lot of things on this show. But he is the one and only Matthew Schaffergage. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? What's up, guys? I'm your host in the scene where the air is clean, and I'm lighting up green. 
your boy, MSG. Yeah, I got my own fucking intro wherever I go. Thank you to theroad.com slash roadcasterpro. You can pick one up as well, which sponsors how many media group at theroad.com slash roadcasterpro or any music electronic outlet. Dude, it's the picture of the internet. Globe, things connected. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. We're doing an episode on the internet. It's the picture of my background. If you're not watching this, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, let let, let me let me change mine then because I, I feel out of place. Uh, you know, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for this. I mean, you said, "Hey, man, you want to do a show?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, fuck it, why not?" You know, I'm I'm down. Um, there we go. Here's uh here's a modem. How about that? Um, sure. That looks great. I mean, normally, guys, if you don't know who I am, I normally <laughs> a show called Suck My Balls. It's a South Park review. Suck my balls. Yeah, never heard of it. Never heard of it. It's the world of tomorrow. Today. The internet. What's going on, man? How you been lately? We haven't uh, we haven't caught up in a while. What you got going on, man? You you seem to be a little busy bee here at HMG. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. Just you know, putting in time, putting in them hours. You know, coming in on Saturday, working hard. You know, coming on Saturday, doing doing what it takes. Uh, just you know, working. No school. Been trying to teach myself stuff though. Like just take you know little lessons here through different programs. Um, you know, we got the moves the realm. Patreon.com slash TV. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash TV. Come on, go go sign up, become a member, and get access to all the content. Uh, it's up to the people in the chat room. I see people phone in. Sonic the Headrat, Lab Rep, what's up? Thanks for joining us. Um, not much else, man. Just a lot of work and editing. Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, and then, of course, my 40-hour-a-week job I hear. I mean, I work at a new station, so we're just transitioning into a new system still for our, our automated setup. So it's just a... Uh, I don't know, kind of feel like I'm in an influx in one place and like I'm doing so many things another. Like I'll go to work and we're kind of in that situation where we're transitioning. So a lot of times it's hurry up and wait, right? You get your work done and then you're sitting there waiting. So I go to work and I do that and then I'll come home and I'll, I'll end up, I feel like sometimes I do more mentally emotional work, mental, yeah. mental work here at home. So like I end up feeling like I'm more tired from doing Hami Media Group and Russo brand or whatever I'm doing, Stevie Ray stuff than I actually am. Uh, at the office where I'm just sitting in front of television monitors, editing commercials, and playing, right. watching TV, you know? But other than that, good. Same shit, different day, Rob. Yeah, well, you're you a busy guy. We we always appreciate everything you do for us. But uh, we are here to talk about the evolution of the internet. Since I changed the format of my show to not be just about retro wrestling, we kind of opened the door. Whose idea was that, by the way? I mean, you still- huh, let me... Okay. I think it was Ray's idea, I think. No, it was not. It's MSG, MSG is the one that said you should retool your show and do more and do more retro stuff. Actually, you, I didn't tell you to do re, RTW rewind. What I said was, is we should do a show that does this. And you went, oh, I should do that on my show. And I went, eh. yeah. Well, thanks for the idea, buddy. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, so now we're wide open. We can we can cover wrestling. We can cover music, TV, uh, you know, politics, whatever you want. RBV's in the house. What's up, buddy? RBV just put on a show recently this weekend. His own. Uh, he promoted a wrestling show in, in oh, Ohio. Baby. Yeah, we know. We get it. You've been fucking talking about it for weeks. This is the RTW Rewind show. <laughs> Rick Vickery can get put over on his own show. Just trying to put my body over. That's all. Yeah, whatever. Well, so, you know, my, my camera flickers every now and then. I think I'm being haunted by a ghost. Um, so, Matthew, you're, you're, you're a little bit younger than me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how old are you when the internet 
kind of came into his infancy, what, around 90, 95, 96, somewhere around there? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, realistically, what we started seeing the internet take off right around like the AOL commercials, yeah. new AOL version 6.0, right? All these bullshit commercials where you get the discs and shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think that was probably around 95, 96. So I would have been seven or eight. Yeah. So I mean, I've gotten to see definitely the evolution of going from the discs to where we are now. I mean, you, you, and you had Ray on last week. I know you guys go a little bit further. I mean, because while the internet wasn't as accessible as it is widely used now, it was still used on an, like an intranet basis where yeah. everybody's connected at work or you're connected with other corporations and backend type stuff, right? Yeah, no, correct. Uh, my dad got a, I think it was a compact Presario. It's like the first home PC that we used. I mean, we had like, you know, Apple II GS and Commodore 64 and shit like that. But I mean, uh, the first actual PC that we could use that connected to the internet was a compact. And I remember having AOL... And this lovely modem kind of thing here uh, where it says, the future is here. Connect to the internet in minutes. Oh, yeah, about 10, about 10, 15 minutes. But, you know, hey. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> I remember. All right. Let, let me let me tell my first introduction to the internet, which has to actually yeah. do with my wife. You're the show. Host of the show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tell us. Um, <clears throat> so <laughs> I used to hang on the AOL chat rooms. And I mean, there was anything you could find on there, uh, sports, movies, like any topic uh, you want to find. There was just chat rooms and chat rooms and chat rooms and chat rooms on AOL. I happened to be in Atlanta Braves chat room oh boy. because I was a big Braves fan because, you well, were. I was a bandwagoner in the Fuck early 90s. Jones. Yeah, and I was a WCW fan and they always had Braves on TBS. Um, but uh, I noticed this girl that was in there and she was... Uh, she was pretty witty. She was pretty smart. She's pretty. Oh, funny. here we go. This is how we're gonna get. So it. Uh, I, I slid into her. The fuck did I call him back then? Her instant message. Her IMs. <laughs> IMs. Yeah. yeah, I slid into her IMs. I'm like, so you're a Braves fan, eh? And she's like, yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a fucking Braves chat room. What do you think? <laughs> I know a real smooth, you know, pickup line. Oh, this is. Um, this, this turns out well for you, but go on. Well, obviously, yeah, we know the ending. <laughs> Uh, but no, we chatted for a while, and and you know we every now every day or two, or you know we'd talk, we'd we'd reconnect, and just start you know chatting for hours. I mean, back then it was like it was a whole wide world. Like we didn't have text messages, we didn't have cell phones and shit like that. I mean, you either call somebody on the phone, or you know you went over their house. Um, so this was just a new way to talk to people from all over the world. And uh, eventually, we ended up dating. Uh, started in June of ninety eight. And then we got engaged in December of 98. Kid. We get it. We don't need your whole life story again, Rob. Uh, we didn't get married for about seven years. But yeah, no, I met my wife before it was a real thing, before Match.com and all that bullshit. Yeah. I just met her in an AOL chat room. That's We're one of the original internet success stories. Oh, why don't you have a website called robsforum.com where you can meet the love of your life? You just gave me a great idea. really missed out on that, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, I could do it now, but yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't do any good. Let's call it Rob Chan instead of 4chan. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cam Wolfers says, uh, 95, 96, I was born around that time. See, that's that's what I wanted to get into because there's going to be, there, there are, there's there's a whole generation that has no idea what, what we're talking about with modems and dial-up and 56K. They don't even know what DSL is. Oh, God. Or, you know, rotary phones, and right. we don't have to go on the phone thing, but uh, it's pretty amazing that my niece is 13. And she has no idea what AOL is. 
no idea what dial up and all that shit. She's just used to like, connecting on her, on her you phone or iPad. You know what net zero is? If you can tell me what that is, <laughs> I'll give you $20. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the other one? Um, navigators. What the Netscape Navigator was, yeah, was, uh, was one of the original search engines, Alta Vista. Uh, what else did they have? Netscape the, turned into what Safari is now, essentially. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. So that that was the early shit, but they were using. You know, I, I did a little bit of research on this. The internet actually dates back to like the fifties, like yeah, when the when the military was using it. Yeah, I mean, initially, right, the military it was you know created for military communication and whatnot, being able to speak back and forth to each other around the globe, get commands yeah. and whatnot, as well as you know call for help and shit like that too. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, the Department of Defense created it in the sixties. With these giant, massive like computers, like a whole room full right. of giant computers. I remember. Uh, you ever see the movie War Games? Yep. You remember that giant computer they had? I forgot what the name of it was, but it was like their super their, computer or whatever. Yeah, like their simulated like war. It's something like if you've watched anything really in the last ten years where they're making fun of old computers, I'm sure you've seen <laughs> it where it's, somebody sticks something in and then it gets printed out or whatnot. Oh, it sent a message. Like that's, that's really what it dated back to numbers and just zeros and ones sending information back and forth like that. Yeah. The Whopper, Mike Roach. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, it was called the Whopper. Jesus Christ. Um yeah, and he thought Al Gore created the internet. No. I didn't find that on Wikipedia. Did you? Did you no. hear anything about Al Gore? Or why? Why oh, that guy is? I actually voted for him, so I'm not gonna. I'm not I think gonna Al Gore. I think Al Gore was behind the infrastructure a lot of, of the internet, so people give him credit. Like, oh, you created, created the internet? No, boy, you sucked my balls. That's what happened. <laughs> I mean, that's so. That was like one of the original memes. Was you know before memes were a thing. Was Al Gore created the internet? He also invented global warming. CompuServe. RBV mentioned CompuServe. Yes. I do remember CompuServe. That was actually you know, I mean, really what it is, is. So it says that uh, in the 1980s and 90s, he promoted legislation that he funded <clears throat> expansion of the ARPA net, which mm. allowed greater public access and helped develop the internet. So kind of points out what you were saying there. The internet started off military government and yeah. legislation was passed by multiple people, not just Al Gore, but. Uh, you know, he's probably one of the more notable figures that pushed for it to be opened up to more of the public sector. Which, I mean, thankfully he did, because we wouldn't be talking here now. You know? I mean, eventually it would have happened, you know. You, you think so? I mean, if it wouldn't have been Al Gore, it's politics. Somebody else would have pushed to it to try, you know what I mean? That, that's fair. That's fair. RBD, uh, RBD, <laughs> RBV did mention CompuServe. The whole fucking show. Uh, yes. The funny uh, story about that relating to where I used to grow up. Uh, Hartford, Connecticut. I uh, used to have the Hartford Whalers there, and the owner, Peter Carmanos, was the, I don't know if he's the founder, but he owned CompuServe. And that son of a bitch pulled the team out and they went down to Carolina. So fuck CompuServe is what really I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still bitter about that. Still bitter. Um, so <clears throat> did your parents have a home computer when you, uh, when you were younger? So I think we got my first home computer when I was 11. So that would have been in 99, maybe. I think it's when we, because I was in sixth grade. And it was at this point, my dad was making good money. And he brought home a Mac, one of the Macs with the colored background monitor. People, for those who don't know, they're like, what? When Apple, what, <laughs> what, what got really Apple big in the home sector was Apple did really good marketing 
and they released these different color variation monitors. So you can get like blue or green or pink or yellow or all these different variations of the color. We had a green one. So my dad brought home the green one. And I remember playing the PC game MDK at the time Mm -hmm. for hours. And for those who don't know what that is, it's similar to like a doom shooter style or, um, What's the other one? The other shooter game that came out by ID, the company. Doom. No, I already Doom said. Was, I already said uh, Doom. I'm sorry. Yeah. The other one, MDK. Uh, and there's the one that came before Doom. I'm sure somebody in the chat knows. If, yeah. If anybody, yeah. That being said, uh, that's kind of how I got into the Mac. Was just based on a computer game, um, and then it really, I would say the internet started to take off about a year later, 2000. I feel like as soon as the whole Y2K. Bullshit ended and everyone kind of settled down. Uh, settled down. That's when the internet really started to take off. People were using it. DSL seemed to get started to come. You know, started to make its way into the forefront. I mean, <coughs> there you go. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Right? Signed, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it started to really make its way into homes and public sectors. I mean, in 2004, I was living in Montana. Not to skip ahead, they had DSL in Montana. So by this point, internet was starting to be get into rural areas and in the bigger areas, if you were in the late 90s. So that's we had that in Ventura County, and that's kind of how I got into the computer. And then, you know, at the early onset of the internet, the internet was not kid friendly. You know, there wasn't really much stuff you would do on the internet other than read news sports taglines and politics and stuff like that or you go into a chat room which was kind of what where i started with the internet was just using it to talk to other kids at school or or when you're at home that was probably the biggest way was to instant message your friends hey you want to go out and hang out right because what if you didn't have a uh, pager which is what i had you didn't have a beeper hit me on my beeper hit me on my beeper <laughs> anyway if you want it i got it you need it okay we in the VIP and we sipping on. I can do this all day. Uh, so I got a beeper. Uh, and so if, but some kids didn't have that. So your parents couldn't communicate with you or you couldn't communicate with other people. So instant message, that was the biggest thing was just coordinating. Let's go hang out and have fun. And then you mm-hmm. eventually used it to talk to other girls, you know, maybe in your class and whatnot. So it was how I started with the internet. Yeah. Like I said, my, my dad had <clears throat> bought us one, I, I think around 96 and, or 97 and the attitude era was just coming in at that point. There was a lot of wrestling stuff out there. I used to go on a lot of wrestling websites. Um, Scoopcentral.com was one of my big ones. I actually uh, wrote a couple articles for them. Uh, I got to know the owner, Al Isaacs, who I caught, uh, caught up with Al last year after, God, I don't probably 15 years since I've talked to him. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Mike, Mike Roche got the beeper reference. The song, right? Yes, yes, he did get the beeper reference. Um, so yeah, it's amazing. I got to like, you know, catch up with a guy that I, I I met, you know, originally in the infancy of the internet on a wrestling site, and got to talk to him 15 years later. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that was, you know, I don't want to say the. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it was kind of the start of ruining, you know, news for wrestling and, and people breaking story. Cause if you, if you weren't subscribed to the dirt sheets, uh, to the, you know, wrestling observer and, and the torch and all that, you didn't know what was going on. But when the internet came out, uh, you know, people would break news and it was all over. It's all over the chat rooms, all over the threads. So that's kind of, uh, you know, what really took kayfabe. I mean, kayfabe was dead, right? I mean, Vince McMahon kind of, you know, said in the eighties, it's sports entertainment, but you know, yeah, I, I think the, inter- the internet kind of ruined, kind of ruined wrestling. 
I mean, that's a good point. Like, I did not get into wrestling online news until like 2002, I'd say. I think probably about that point. I mean, because we're, we're talking like what, 99, 2000, I'm still 11, 12. So we're still at the height of uh, coming at the end of Stone Cold and The Rock, right? So I'm still heavily into it. I'm not going online looking for dirt sheet information. I'm just enjoying the fucking show as a kid. Mm-hmm. But right around the time uh, I was 13 or 14, I started, um, shout out to my boy, Chris Gentry. Um, so this is a great thing about the internet. You know, you talk about meeting people online and creating friends and fostering. I met a kid named Chris Gentry when I was in high school. I still talk to him, know him to this day. He's part of the Hami Media Discussion Group. Nice. Um, and I met him online just as we were kids uh, through wrestling chat rooms and forums. And I mean, what, what struck me about meeting Chris when I first met him was Chris was skating at the time. And Chris was only... It was only born with one like leg. So he was like skating with one leg on a skateboard doing all these cool tricks and shit like that. So that's how I met Chris through this internet chat room. And we ended up starting like one of those TK websites. I don't know if you remember back in the day, like mm-hmm. a free hosting from an international website or whatnot. Yep. And I did used to do like a Ustream like vlogs, like what we're doing right now. I used to do this when I was in high school on Ustream, like do Monday Night Raw pre-shows and whatnot. But to get to your thing about the back about the dirt sheets and the rest, I used to go to a website called backstagewrestling.com. And then eventually backstagewrestling.com turned into WrestleZone. So like I was a WrestleZone user for years because of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, re- it, the internet definitely helped shape uh, internet and wrestling news for sure. Uh, I would say back then though, I mean, the news wasn't as prevalent. You'd get news and that would be like, oh, did you hear about that? Or you wouldn't tell people where you got it, and then you go tell your friends, and then you seem like a genius, right? Right, right, right. You have the information, you seem like the smart guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, I'll just put my fucking phone out and Google it. Right? Yeah, pretty much, or just make up whatever you want, like Brad Shepard. So, just kidding, Brad, just kidding. Uh, so, I remember a big spoiler. Uh, I don't know why this sticks out in my mind, but I forgot who broke the news. Somebody had uh, broke the news that X Pac was returning to WWF from WCW uh, and was joining DX. So I remember that spoiler being leaked out. Uh, and then it happened. I was like, oh, shit. So when that happened, I'm like, oh, I got to watch. I got to read these sites, you know, every day to find out what's going on. And you had other ones like um, <clears throat> uh, SE Scoops was one. And you know, like you said, WrestleZone, you know, around 99, 2000, 2001, they just started appearing everywhere. It just became a normal thing. And now, Christ, who knows how many are there, right? I mean, like you said, you could just pick up your phone and look at, you know, Fightful or, you know, PW Torch or, I mean, uh, ProWrestling.net or WrestleZone or... You know, yeah, that's a point. I think that not only internet helped shape the wrestling dirt sheet side, but, I mean, what really probably got me more into using the internet as well, besides using it for school and shit like that or learning how to, like, you know, make websites, was to listen to online radio. Like, I mean, that mm-hmm. was how we did it. We, you know, if I was a big fan of Between the Ropes... Yep. Um live audio wrestling voices of wrestling or voice of wrestling with Chris Cash and Nick Paglino. So like I was into that. And back then you would have to go online, you'd find the audio file, you download the audio file. And I would probably move it to like my little MP3 player or Zune or whatever I had back then before iPhones. And that way you could take it with you on the go. Uh, So that was kind of what I used the internet for at the early onset was internet wrestling news, but more or less just to get the wrestling radio um, you know, when I was a kid, I was really big into ESPN radio as well. Yeah. Or as what I'd like to do is I'd like 
I play a video game, maybe like Madden or Tiger, and then you throw on ESPN radio or some wrestling radio in the background. So I did that a lot as a kid. What if I wasn't hanging with my friends or wasn't out, if I was just at home. Something me and my dad did too, just pop on a sports game and listen to sports radio as well. So internet, yeah, that's what we because then you could get access to all the different internet stations. Yeah. Um, pro wrestling report was on in ESPN in Milwaukee. So yeah, I was that. Yeah, that was, it was awesome getting access to the internet like that. Yeah, was I love in Ohio. Like, it, I don't know, some wrestling <laughs> based wrestling supers. I don't know what it was. It was garbage. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, nothing good comes out of Ohio anyway. Right. right. So, um, yeah, I remember uh, PWR report um, on ESPN in Milwaukee. I used to, uh, you know, when podcast first was a thing and, and iTunes had their uh, podcast listed, you know, I would download it every week and listen to them back before the blog talk radio days before they switched over. Um, it was a great show. I, I didn't really care for the blog talk stuff, but we know how big they are today. I mean, those guys work tremendously hard. I mean, shout out to Damien and, and, uh, and, and David hero. The most watched professional wrestling news show since 1998. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I started. I, mean, that's how I, started. I wrote impact wrestling columns for them in 2002, 2003. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So you've known them for quite a while. Um, so switching, <laughs> switching gears for a second. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know me, I jump all over the place. Do you remember <laughs> like somebody sending you a picture uh, on dial up and waiting like God. fucking 15 minutes for that shit to, um, to come through? The pictures weren't necessarily a big deal. Like even now as an adult, I don't, I don't take a lot of pictures. I don't know. Maybe as I will, as I continue to get older, I'll take you. You were searching for pictures on a website. Maybe, yeah, no, I didn't do a lot of that. What it would, okay. what got me was downloading movies. That's what took for, or like, or, or like a simple five minute video clip or something like that, yeah, or whatever yeah. it was, or a song, a fucking music song could take 30 minutes to download something that'll now be instant, right? Yeah. So that's what I remember taking the longest was downloading or waiting for content to load for sure. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, I remember my wife when she was my girlfriend sending me, uh, I'll just say a risque picture. Uh, and it starts up at the top of the screen. <laughs> it's got like one line going across, and it's just processing the data. At you're, the comic, you're the comic book guy from the Simpsons episode, right? right yeah. So I'm like, is that a nipple? Is that a, what is that? Is that a is that an eye? What? <laughs> that shit was just took fucking forever. But I remember Bear Share uh, and Kazaa. I remember downloading you know videos on that. I, I would leave my computer on overnight, <laughs> download just some of the bigger fucking files. And if the, if the transfer failed, cause somebody picked up the fucking phone or whatever, cause the phone was obviously connected. You know, everything was connected to your phone line. I was like, fuck me. I just start all over again. It would take like three hours to fucking download a, you know, a two minute know. video. People don't realize it was the, definitely the wild, wild west of copyright and stuff back. Yeah. I mean, Napster was what mm -hmm. really set off the torrenting in the internet age if you will yes you had casa and eventually we got limewire as well but yep napster was the one that was the biggest takeoff because with napster the pvp aspect of oh wait a minute i can just digitally send you a copy of this song and rather than burning the disc or whatever mm -hmm. fuck yeah, let's do that so people just started passing and trading all of their music back and forth like we would have in real life but now that we're doing on the internet oh now they're losing money so there was a huge legal precedent case <laughs> came from it i mean metallica kids, yeah for kids who don't know fuck metallica um lars ulrich he can suck my balls uh, you know <laughs> where's the fucking where's the drop suck my balls suck my balls suck my balls because he basically ruined free music trading like that. i'm not saying you shouldn't buy music i play music i get it but 
there could have been a better method they had put into place. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it literally went from being able one day, oh, we can trade and download as much as we want to nothing. So you definitely took away some fun because, and because of that, it spurned on even more. LimeWire came out of that, and whatever they've got now, BitComet or fucking yeah. Piper Bay or whatever. I'm old. I just buy shit now, so it's easier. But you know, back <laughs> pretty then, much, yeah, yeah. Back then, when you're a kid, you, you know, you're not paying two hundred dollars for Photoshop CS5. Fuck that. I'm downloading it. And then you had to find like the file with the key in it. So yeah, you know, the key, unlocked. Gen, key gen yeah. generator. Yeah. 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 I remember that. I remember that. Um, yeah. I remember Napster. I was living uh, in Tennessee the first time. I lived here twice, but I moved down around 2000, lived by myself in an apartment down here. And um, at that point, I had DSL. The DSL was kind of new, which still sucked. Um, and I think I had like cable maybe a year after that. But I do remember Napster and I, <laughs> I downloaded a shit, shitload of Metallica songs. I'm just, just saying. Uh, don't tell That's anybody fine now, which is funny because they sold their catalog to like Amazon. Now you can just listen to fucking Metallica anytime you want for free, you know, or download a fucking MP3. You can still get Metallica shit or any song for free. YouTube. I mean, I think it, about that. It took them like 18 years to finally figure out how to monetize all that shit rather than <laughs> if they could just yeah. done this at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It all down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no Napster was, was, it's huge until, till you know, they pulled the plug on it. Um, I do remember finally getting cable internet, and I'm like, it's like a whole fucking world is open. I'm like, Ta-da! I could fucking watch a movie like, you know, like that. And um, it was just the coolest thing. My dad was like a tech guy, so he always had to have the latest gadgets and shit. And he was a fucking tech nerd. Um, he always, anything new that came out, he'd get it. Like, he, he'd be the guy in like the home shopping network, just buying all the fucking new shit or whatever. Like, that's, he had like a potato chip maker. He had fucking like all kinds of these different shit that he'd be the guy in the infomercial buying the fucking Ginsu knives and shit like that. He would just, he would pretty much buy anything. But, uh, so he got the cable internet. And, uh, dude, that was like, it's funny, like seeing from where it started <laughs> to the cable. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing nowadays. Like I said, kids kids don't even know the the tribulations and trials of having to wait for fucking shit to dial up or somebody being on the phone or well, yeah. You, I mean, let, let, if we go back right when we start at the early onset of the of the night the late night I'm sorry mid nineties right when the internet started taking off. You know, kids don't get this, but you had to go on the internet. You had to get a disc. You know, you either got a AOL disc, you got a Net Zero disc. You got a Netscape if you were whatever it was on Mac or whatever, but you got a disk, all right? And you loaded that disk into your computer. You downloaded the information onto your computer, plugged in your modem, and then you sat there and you waited for it to dial up and use it. Now, if we talk about the internet right there and then at the start of the internet, we were doing great. We, we paid for our internet. We paid to get on the internet. And well, as such, twenty four ninety five, I think it was for AOL. Well, Something like that, depending. Yeah. You paid to get on the internet, right? So you now, so because you're paying, there was no ads, there was no you know advertising pop ups, none of that bullshit. You paid to use that service. Now, somewhere then over the next four years, we as a society decided, well, fuck that. Why should I have to pay to be on the internet? No, I'm not going to pay. We should get the internet for free. And that was the day we all gave up our our self-identity and our freedoms and the privacy. Because the moment you gave up the ability for them to monetize you, that's when it became free. So there's yeah. your fucking evolution of the internet right there. 
if you had just let us, if everyone just continued to pay nine ninety nine or whatever it was for AOL by the late night, yeah. yeah. If anybody continued to pay for it, <clears throat> like someone had done like a fucking. There's a statistical analysis out there that every Facebook user is worth twelve dollars or something like that based on an advertising algorithm. So you gave right. up your fucking freedom for twelve dollars a month. Way to go, assholes! Yeah, thanks all a lot. Did. No, we're all part of it. We all, you know, are. I mean, really, uh, both our parents subscribe to it, but like, we're all part of that issue. I mean, I don't take blame. No, it wasn't me. I had nothing to well, do. You with you're on the internet right now, so you're, you're to blame as well. No, I mean, yeah, that's you're, not part, you're part of the problem, not part of the <laughs> part of the problem. Um, <laughs> I remember having a Sega Dreamcast, and I still love that machine. I know, I know you're you're a Saturn guy, but well, I mean, uh, I like Sega. I had a Dreamcast. I'm a Sega kid, so okay. I mean, I had a Dreamcast. Um, I remember because <laughs> I didn't want to pay. To uh to dial in to play because like 2K Sports was the first real like online game that we play like I think NBA 2K and NFL 2K the originals uh, you were able to play online through the Dreamcast but you had to hook up through your phone line typically mm-hmm. uh, so I didn't have to pay for it because it was I don't remember how much it was it was it was fairly expensive um, I bought prepaid phone cards uh, so I found a way to, to cheat the system it was, it was cheaper to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd get on my telephone, call the number, enter the pin code that was in the back of the card, uh, hang up, and at the same time, like, or keep the line, keep the phone off the line, uh, and then I was able to hook up through my Dreamcast uh, and run it off of prepaid phone cards. So that was a way I kind of that was a, a little hack that I that I thought of. Um, so that was pretty funny. I kind of did the same thing almost a little bit later. It was with the Xbox. So it was maybe about a year or two later when I was living in Montana. They had just gotten DSL up there. And so my dad was using it for work, but still back then for people who don't know, DSL was still part of the phone line. So if you mm-hmm. got on the fucking phone, the D, the internet would still go out even if you had DSL. Yeah. But what I did was, and and I thought I was a fucking genius back then. Now I'm like, whatever. <laughs> but I was like, I figured out a way to take the computer. And I'll explain. This is a very simple process. But I figured out how to bridge the connection. So I've used my internet, my, my, my laptop, if you will, as the modem and then hooked that up to the Xbox and got online. Uh, and I was, I was so fucking, I was like, I got, I got Xbox live in my bedroom. Like, you know what I mean? I thought that was the coolest thing that I could sit there and play Madden online, which is what I wanted to do or yeah. NFL 2k four, which was our 2k two or whatever, you know, they were yeah. start releasing those. So like, that's probably what I was more into was just getting online playing and tiger helped as well. Tiger woods, my dad and my uncle at one point in time were like top 100 in the world in this game for like 10 years. They were really, no shit. Yeah. They were really into tiger. Yeah, really. And like, I mean, I remember getting my dad into it for the PlayStation one and then him and my uncle just <laughs> another fucking level with that game. Um, so yeah, that helped you having, uh, video games and getting your dad into a video game definitely helped keep the internet because I mean, uh, what else was he going to use it for really? You know I mean? He wasn't going online and playing video games or doing shit like that. So it was kind of like, well, Hey, if we you get tiger, you could play online against your brother. Right, oh, yeah. that's a good idea. You're right. I think I'm keeping the internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now my, my dad was, you know, in his well, probably fifties by then. So he wasn't, he wasn't part of the video game thing, but you know, when eBay came out, he was all over that shit. He used to buy so much shit on eBay. He'd have just rooms and rooms of shit. Um, so long and, I about that. Yeah, but he was a collector, too. He, he actually collected a lot of Coca-Cola products, and he had shit from the 60s, 70s, 80s. When he found out, well, I can make money selling this shit, too, not just buying it. 
he sold a fuck ton of shit too, like old like car magazines. He'd sell for 50, 60, 70 bucks a piece. Um, he he lived on eBay, like he was totally hooked. Um, but yeah, that was another another thing that came out of the internet that you're able to buy and sell shit you got in your fucking garage and make money on it. I was gonna say I had a friend that you bring it up. I had a friend named Chase. His parents were storage flippers, so they went to storages, bought shit out of storage, and then flipped it online. And as a kid, I never understood. I just thought they were just they'd sold, bought, sold, restuck because they always had cool things at their fucking house. You know what I mean? When if anybody's ever met or been around people who are storage hunters, they'll go out, they'll buy shit, and before they sell it, this shit sits at their house. So like, or cool. in a, in a safe somewhere. So like, you end up seeing a lot of these cool things, and then yeah, they would. Sell sell them online now that i think about that so that would have probably been the best route back then ebay so yeah that, that's interesting yeah. that you just triggered that memory but yeah i had a friend pet friend's parents who did storage flipping and then of course you know now we've got storage wars and all these weird shows but <laughs> um yeah they were doing that back in the late 90s early 2000s um circling back to xbox live i don't know why that just triggered my memory too but circling back to xbox live i mean xbox revolutionized you know the way we play games um, you know, I was a big Halo guy. So when when the original Xbox came out and Halo was included with it, which was fucking genius too, because it was such a good game. I was hooked on that shit. And being able to play Halo and Halo 2, and like we waited at midnight for fucking Halo 2 to come wow. out when it when it was released. Like it was that big of a thing back then. Um, but yeah, my my friends and I would just spend hours and hours and hours um just, just playing Halo on Xbox Live. Xbox Live still the shit. I still think, in my opinion, they still have the best network. But obviously, that branched off, and you know, and Sony started doing that. And Sony, Xbox always charged, but wasn't Sony free at one point? Sony up, up up until really like PlayStation Four, they were free. They've all they were basically yeah. free. PlayStation Four is when they introduced the PlayStation Now Plus and shit like that, to where you get all the yeah. extra free content if you join. But yeah, up until then, that was the big selling point of the PlayStation Network was that it was free online play. Versus the Xbox, which wanted to charge you. They've always, and they've done that since the beginning. So kudos to Xbox. They haven't swayed away from their model. They've always <laughs> yeah. charged for Xbox Live. Um, what got me online, I think, at, right at the beginning um, was because I had an Xbox. And Tony Hawk 3 didn't uh, come out right away mm-hmm. with Xbox. Like, I don't know. It was supposed to be a launch title, and it never came out with it. But what they ended up giving us was Tony Hawk 2X which was a remastered version of Tony Hawk one and two mm-hmm. and that had online play. So that got me online. Cause it was like, Oh, go, go get Tony Hawk two. We can play online with our friends and play video game, which is what we're doing now with Tony Hawk, which is funny. Yeah. Um, same two fucking games, by the way, one and two. Uh, so yeah, that was, <laughs> that was the same. That was what kind of, and, and that's what kind of got me to play last year and get me back online again. Interestingly enough, Tony Hawk bringing me online, Tony. Uh, so yeah, that's what kind of got me into playing and then sports kind of just sustain that, you know, playing right. Madden and uh, NCAA or Tiger Woods and whatnot. Were you ever a Call of Duty guy? No, never been. See, I've never been into the shooting games, period. Mm-hmm. Like every, when everybody was into Halo, that would, I just, I was still playing fucking Command and Conquer on PC or <laughs> okay. I was still playing Warcraft 3. Uh, so like I didn't really get into the shooting games. Uh, I try. I will say, the only real shooting game I ever really liked was when we used to do land parties. For those who don't know what that is, we used to have these cafes. And this is kind of right around the late '90s too, early 2000s. Not everybody had high speed internet computers that could, <laughs> or good computers with good graphic cards that could process these games. So you'd go to a internet. Your parents would drop you off at internet cafe, give you like thirty bucks, and you get like six to eight hours of playtime. 
at the cafe unreal tournament which is what every fucking game is made off of now all their engines that's what that was really the only game that i liked shooting wise and it was probably because of the, the the aspect of being in a location with all your friends in the land and everybody's shooting and playing and you can hear all the effects and so that i liked that but then i went home and i didn't have like a nice surround sound tv or some giant tv to play these first shooter games on so it wasn't really into the first into the shooting games the only game after that, that i really liked which was i think me and joe talked about this on uh, the south park podcast this week was medal of honor ea's medal mm -hmm. of honor because that was one of the first online shooter games that came out so i played yeah. that um but really after that the the next time i played a shooter game was halo 3 i played the beta for that when crackdown 2 came out or crackdown um i was in college and my roommate bought crackdown i was like why'd you buy this game he's like well i bought it because you get the free bit if we buy it we're gonna be beta players for halo 3. <laughs> right so we That's played right. that, and he got really into it. I would wait for him to go to bed and then pull the Crackdown game out and just start playing Crackdown. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> nice. I guess I'm never really big into the shooter games, even though Halo was so fucking big. You know, I mean, it's it's big now. I mean, it's got, it's got a cult following, but at the height of that, those first three games, man, off the charts, yeah. crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I would like. I was a Halo guy. I wasn't. I played the original Call of Duty which was based on like World War II and you stormed the beaches of Normandy and all that. But I never got into the craze like that. I never got into, uh, you know, PUBG and shit like that. I, obviously I've never played fucking, uh, Oh Christ. What's, what's the one Fortnite and shit like that. Like I, yeah, I, I, I can't get into I'm stuff. Like, I'm still a sports guy at heart. I'll tell you what happens. You know, I had to play it. <laughs> True. Um, but I, yeah, I'm still a sports guy. Um, what's cool for me, uh, with the internet is actually, other than that, you know, being able to talk to guys like you or, you know, meeting new people and being able to chat with, you know, wrestlers like that's how fucking cool is that? Like growing up as a wrestling fan, you know, we're now surrounded by wrestling personalities like you never would have thought of that, you know, 20. Well, I can't even can I even say 20 years ago, 25, 30 years ago, you know, You're talking about like the access to them online and whatnot. Yeah, it's amazing. Like yeah. it, it's it was unheard of. You'd have to I mean, go it's, to it's, it's a, a wrestling a event, bad, you know, and a bad thing, though. Right. Yeah. I mean, because depending on who you are as a wrestler, you shouldn't be online talking if you're going to really Marginetti. Yeah. Well, no, I was thinking more Braun Strowman and Daisy Dukes, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. A monster. But, yeah. But I mean, did you ever think back then, you know, when you when you were first a wrestling fan, you're like in 20 years, I'm going to be able to work with, you know, guys like Ben or guys like, you know, Rip or all the people we have on board like that's yes. you did. OK, so you're a visionary. Yeah, I'm not I'm not being an asshole or facetious, but I knew that I'm 33. The plan was by 35. So I've, I've already beaten it by two years. <laughs> You were uh, you were ahead of your time, so no, I just knew that I was like I was like by the time I'm 35, I'm going to be working with some form or facet with some with with wrestlers. I was like by that point in time, I'll be like an adult. That was always kind of like my plan. I mean, if you look at me now, I don't look 35. So like, I I was like I got to get to a point where I look like a fucking adult before I get taken seriously by wrestlers. So I kind of figured this was my age that I was going to start you know getting there. Now now that I'm 33, now I'm hoping by 35 that I'll be working for some Fed or doing something by then. Mm -hmm. And it'll really come full circle. But uh, yeah, no, I kind of I, I envisioned doing working in some form of that. I mean, I I never wanted to be a wrestler. That's I mean, I'm five nine, so I'm not stupid. Uh, and I don't have any illusions of grandeur. But I, you know, I, I knew that at some point I want I was gonna you know work. I wanted to work in that industry or work with or around those people in the industry. So yeah. 
But did you think you'd have you know instant access to them? I mean, not other than phones, but did you think? No, I mean, I don't think you'd be able to do video calls and shit with them. Well, I mean, if you're the Simpsons and if you watch the Simpsons, you predict the future, yeah. But I mean, if you don't believe, if you know, I didn't know Bin Hamin that so, and nine eleven hadn't happened yet, so my brain hadn't opened up a little bit. So I would probably say, yeah, no, I don't. I didn't think I would ever have access to like how we have them now. Um, speaking of, you know, working for, you know, at a promotion, I, I hear, uh, you know, RBV is looking for, for help. So, you know, if, if you want to get involved in that, then, uh, you know, I can hook Are you up. Me? Yeah. You, know, you, you think, get the, go on to the next subject. Uh, so <laughs> Sonic said, I'm eating here, bro. He doesn't want to hear about Braun and Daisy Dukes, apparently. Um, oh, sorry. can you imagine a match between him and, uh, who, who's the fucking guy that just released that did the porn video? Um, Arnold? Lars, yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't want to imagine that. Rob. Maybe Game Changer will hook them up when Braun's contract okay. is over. Okay, with not imagining that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but again, I I got sidetracked. One of the coolest things besides being able to talk to people all around the world, and since we're both gamers, it's just it's really cool the fact that you can just go on YouTube, upload a video of you playing a video game. Back in the day. You know, my back when Nintendo first came out, like the original NES came out, my best friend showed me how to hook up the Nintendo to the VCR and record the games on yeah. my VCR. And now I can just record something on OBS, upload it to YouTube, and anybody around the world can see it. So that's just, I, I never would have thought shit like that was possible as a 13 year old kid back in the late 80s that I can, upload, I can play video games for a living. Think about it now. The, think about the 18 year old now. They're 18, they were born in 2004. We have no idea that at one point in time you could upload full movies on YouTube. That we could just yeah. we uploaded whatever the fuck we wanted and we watched it. It didn't matter. It was unregulated. Yeah, before yeah. Google fucked everything up. Yeah. Well, well, before Google bought it is what it was. That's yeah. as soon as Google bought YouTube. That's when it went. That's when all the fun went away. Yeah. Thanks, Google. <laughs> yeah, but no, you're right. It was it was completely unregulated. You can just upload whatever you wanted and i mean you could, like i said you could watch full movies yeah. at, we did that in school i remember when you, <laughs> i was a senior in high school and my uh, teacher was like i can't find this movie or the movie we were just like put on youtube and she was like what we're like so somebody got up in class went to youtube and found them just play the movie and she was like oh my god that's crazy you could just do that on the internet we were like yeah, yeah. You know, right we're like yeah of course you know. what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. people you're right people won't people have no idea what that was no um Right. Without ads, too. A jam ads. pulls up another thing. You could listen to any album on YouTube with no ads. I mean, there was no ads yeah. back then. I mean, I mean yeah. the ad apocalypse, I think, or the ads really started taking over when Google bought YouTube and wanted to monetize it. Yeah. Before then, you it was the Wild West. You made money. Yeah. I don't even know if you could – I mean, you might have had sponsors or your own brand, but there wasn't yeah. really an advertising revenue model back then. No. No, there wasn't. Um, Sonic says he used to write for uh, – EFED 2000 2001. I did that math. too. I did yeah, that. Too. I did too. Yep. Yeah, I think I did all of us too. did for a wrestling. Like I did. I did something called for Royal Showdown, and then <laughs> for something called like Evolution Wrestling. I think that was ours. Evolution Wrestling. EFEDs are still around. They're pretty big on Twitter. I see them all the time. Um, sadly enough, the most uh, this is as a content creator and producer now. This is sad <laughs> that this is my most viewed video. My most viewed video on YouTube has 600,000 views. You can go look it up. They've never oh, wrestled, sure. so it's the only video that's going to pull right up. It's one of the top videos from SmackDown versus Raw 2007. <laughs> what we started doing with the eFed is we started introducing the capture card method. So 
rather than just write it out, we would fucking generate it on the video. I have The Rock versus Batista. It's from SmackDown versus Raw 2007. It has 600,000 views on YouTube. And that was back in 2006, right? That's, inf- that's insane. 14, dude. That's- 15 years ago, that video yeah. was still up. And I cannot monetize it because I was, because back. Back then it didn't matter, but now it does because Batista's entrance music is in that thing. So I can't make money. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that sucks. Yeah, I have a video from, I think it was two or three years ago. I forget. It was like WWE 2K17, 18. And I put my creative wrestler entrance up there. And I'm still getting hits on it. Like, I guess I have a big following in India when it comes to shit like that. Like, people in India love those kind of fucking videos. And they're, you know. I, I think I have 20 something thousand. Well, I mean, you know, just for a stupid fucking video game entrance video like that. I, I mean, still get hit. I still get hits every day. Lab rep brings up a good point here. AOL had a, uh, a precipice and ending WCW. That's that sale of time Warner AOL played in played a part in the demise of WCW. So the internet as well played it apart. Not Vince Russo. Nope. Not Vince Russo. Fucking writing shows. Not fucking running the business, but um, you know the business side of it of the internet <laughs> helped yep. you know take WCW off there. That shows you how huge AOL was. Mm-hmm. The fact that AOL could could buy Time Warner, or was it the other way around? It was the other way around. It might have been the other way, but regardless, AOL. Yeah, AOL originally bought. No, was Time Warner first? I don't remember, dude. I, I could have sworn was AOL was 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 the bigger entity, but. The fact that they got so huge that they could buy a television company um, was was pretty amazing. And yeah, it was the worst company merger in the history of business. You want to talk about long-lasting branding? I mean, it wasn't until it was just last year they took off AIM. They just ended AOL. Are you kidding and, me? That was still a thing last year. Yeah, it was. People were still using because in maybe not here in the United States, but AIM was still one of the biggest usage of it of chatting uh, internationally because mm-hmm. if you think about it a lot of countries they'll have different restrictions on what you can and can't do for their products well the way Still, yeah. aim was set up it was so basic that it was easy to you know um, run and manage so that it's it just lasted for so long it was so sustained that and i think like msn chat lasted for a while people don't know what msn chat is my first or my first online <laughs> username, uh, my first email address was was bigshot5678 at hotmail.com. <laughs> nice. I know Russo still, his shoot email is still AOL. It's Thanks. Russo. Yeah. Or whatever it is, the number he's got in there. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, do you remember ICQ? Was a different uh, type of messaging service? Oh, like man, ICQ. That was before, right? I believe so. It was before, or right around near the same time as AIM. Um. But yeah, ICQ was their own like little instant messaging system. I do no, vaguely I remember that. No, I didn't use instant. What I did was um, I did use – it wasn't called Chat Roulette, but it was like a form of that before that, like chat.com <laughs> or something like that. And you'd go into rooms and you would chat with people and me. And then like if you meet somebody cool, hey, you want to go private? And then you talk private, you know. Yeah. Uh, now, a lot of times I didn't meet a lot of girls that way. I met got friends, just guys. Hey, hey you want to play – you want to play this or – Back then, it was still the onset of internet games, so you could play like you know chess, or you could play a card game, or something like that. So like you could do that. Yeah. Um, 
I like that for you young people, ASL, age, sex, and location. I got That's that. right. That was a thing. Yeah. I know it was. Yeah, you put that in the chat room and you say ASL, age, sex, and location. Um, that no, was also you to can't, avoid, you can't that do that all, now, obviously. Yeah, that was also to avoid uh, online sex predators. You didn't want to talk to some weirdo. Yeah, that that's crazy too. That uh, yeah, that started off the whole. Why don't you go ahead and take a seat? Uh, yeah, to catch a predator. Yeah, yeah that, that was basically onset of that. All the chat rooms and shit like that. So yeah, I was in a lot of chat rooms if I was using the internet that way. And a lot of times we I use it at the library. Go to the mm-hmm. either the school or you just go to the library after school and you're doing homework researching get on the computer and you use chat roulette and you use it to talk to girls in your class that's i mean that's definitely how i met some of my girls uh girlfriends when i was in junior high and stuff like that <laughs> private chat room how did msg not end up like megan is missing um end up like megan is missing i don't i don't understand that reference uh google it you'll you'll figure it out no i'm good Can you, isn't it also crazy that you can literally google you might not get the right information, but kids don't go to libraries anymore. And if they do, like the, we used to look at fucking like microfiche and shit. Yeah, we, like. we used to just sit and argue who was right and who was wrong. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> no, Absolutely. you're wrong. All right. Well, fuck you. We're going to the library tomorrow. We'll get the encyclopedia. We'll look it up. Yep. Yep. And now you just pick up your phone and you're like, oh, yeah. And I don't know what it's like to be a teacher now. Like, I can't imagine. You pick up yeah. your phone. It's it's fucking. Hey Siri, and you fucking your phone mm-hmm. response sure. and fucking- or your fucking watch will tell you. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking insane. But yeah, I can imagine. You know, as a kid now, uh, you know, they could just get information at the you know at their fingertips. I I wish we had that back then. Uh, you know, and uh, I remember because you were talking about information and notes, talking about internet. You just triggered a memory. Um. Cliff notes. When I was in high school, people started putting cliff notes up on the internet, but they were behind a paywall. So you couldn't get these cliff notes unless you paid for it. And then I remember then having to go to the library and finding the cliff notes, the same fucking notes that just were put up on the internet, but in a book. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that cliff notes. I kept, uh, how do I get out of this book report? There's got to be somebody who fucking wrote this book. report. How am I the only one that's read this book? You know what I mean? So there's got to be somebody who, and now you can literally find it anything on the i mean college and i I just and i can speak to this because i just went through i graduated college for those who don't listen to how many media group this is maybe your first time i'm on rad robs um i went back to school 2018 so i graduated officially in the middle of covid technically in doing so going back through the college experience i can tell you now that school is 20 times easier than it was back then okay because most of the professors are getting all of their information on the internet anyway. I had two classes that used like some sort of website, flashcard website to get all of the fucking questions on there. And I didn't know until about, I don't know, halfway through the semester. I couldn't find, like, no, I'm, I'm normally pretty good at researching things and finding out information. I couldn't find an answer, whatever it was. So I just typed in the question into Google and the fucking whole test came up. Oh, wow. I got to tell you, uh, I'm, uh, whatever i've already graduated Jason? i did not read one thing out of that psychology book in college okay um, i bought the book didn't read anything she put all she got every fucking question on every fucking test off this one fucking website google answer done in fact i got a, i got such a high grade in the class i tested out of the final well, this is your fucking final anyway but yes the internet definitely made cheating and doing homework a hell of a lot easier i mean I went through three semesters with math and then found out about math way afterwards. I was like, there's a way to cheat math too. Damn. 
I mean, at least I know how to do business math now, and I feel really good being able to understand prime mortgage rates and all that stuff. I mean, I'm like, why didn't they teach that in high school? Now I know I understand how credit works. And No, they should have. Instead business of math should be taught in high school because you should know how to fucking <laughs> understand interest rates and figure out how your credit score and how to apply for loans and shit. Economics yeah. sucks in high school compared to business math. I can't even tell you if I've ever used algebra in my life outside of school. Yeah, yeah. business math. Anyway, but yes, you could cheat. You can't. You can cheat now. You could not cheat back then. No. Well, I mean, well, you could if you're, you know, cheating off somebody next to you or, you know, reading their test or somebody slipping you an answer on a piece of paper. But yeah, uh, the Internet actually made that a lot easier. Um, As we wrap it up here, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the advent of social media and the impact that it's had on society, uh, especially nowadays. Um, Nowadays, you're guilty until proven innocent in the public court of opinion. Um, you know, anybody can type something out and ruin somebody's reputation instantly. Uh, social media in the beginning was, was fun. Like when Facebook first came out, I got to reconnect with my family. That I haven't seen in, in, in years. You know what I mean? Like that was, that was like, to me, the coolest thing or, or kids I grew up with in high school that I hadn't talked to forever. You know, I'd go for hours just searching people that I used to talk to. Uh, so, I mean, in the early days, it was great. Uh, now mm, it's so politicized and so money driven. Well, I it, think social media really got popular with myspace i think is what really true i forgot about myspace yes thank you um so i that would have been like oh three oh four um myspace was definitely the hot thing now cool thing about myspace, people don't understand myspace was a precursor to facebook you set up your page you could have friends but the cool thing about myspace was myspace was so customizable yeah. You could, it taught you how to fucking write code. I mean, that's a lot of times how I learned. That's before I started taking the computer classes in my junior and senior year, it was MySpace going into the code and figure out how to remove the fucking hyper URL links and shit like that when you yeah. fucking make a, a display page or a graphic on your page. So, you know, you'd, you'd go find it, somebody who wrote it, and then you'd copy the code and pull things out. So that way you could put it on your page. So we did that, and you know, you'd have your top friends list, my top four, my top eight, my top sixteen. I love that shit. Uh, yeah. And then you'd argue with your friends if you see them in real life, and then of course you'd see these still see these people in real life because you're Adam on MySpace, and they're like, "How oh, come I'm not in your top? Not one of your yeah. top friends." Why is uh, Jimmy number three and I'm fucking number five? Yeah, man. what the fuck? Well, that's my cousin. Oh, sorry, he goes ahead of you. Right? <laughs> you have, like all these arguments. Why am I not your number one friend, bro? Yeah. Uh, so that was. <laughs> MySpace was definitely the precursor. Um, when I went to college for the first time in 06, Facebook was still a college application, meaning you had to go to school or you had to have graduated to use yeah. Facebook. And they used your school email as a way to verify to get in. I wish I had bought some stock then because I would be rich, but I was I didn't know what stocks was because I didn't get business math. Um, so unfortunately, it took off. And I say unfortunately because we're, here we are now where social media has gotten to a point where mm-hmm. rather than coming online and when it started, we all start talking to each other. We started learning everything. And what was the very first thing that was said to you when you started the on the Internet? Don't believe everything you read on the Internet. And uh, it started from there. Now everybody really reads believes anything you put on the internet even if you have and then they don't even if you have a source even if you pull the source from the department of justice they still say uh, uh, yeah but i don't like the news site that reported it so it's got to be false (laughs) okay fuck you so that's where we're at now you know you information is so attainable because of the internet and social media made a huge 
impression on that Facebook. I mean, after Facebook opened up from college to public, it took off, man, and MySpace died. Yeah, which is unfortunate, man. MySpace was really cool. You could put music on your page. You know, Tom never wants Tom never sold to us. There's that meme out there. Tom never sold our data. Tom never advertised to us. Tom just gave us a place to hang out. And do you know what happened after Tom sold MySpace people? Tom travels the world now. You can follow him on Instagram. He takes pictures. He's fucking living the dream. He got his 500 mil and he got the fuck out. He didn't keep trying to fuck with people. He got his money and he fucking went had has having the time of his life, probably having sex with a hot wife, eating whatever the fuck he wants and wherever he wants. You think Zuckerberg would learn that lesson? But. You cannot mess with my stoil. Uh, you know the cool thing about when Twitter came out was the fact that I could I could tweet the Rock uh, and he might see my post. So funny! I just got into Twitter. It took me it took me to like three four years ago to finally. That's get a long Twitter. time. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I, was, I refused to go to Twitter for so long. It was Hami Media Group that got me onto Twitter, really yeah. just going on there and following them because, you know, I wasn't friends with Ben Hami and Stevie Richards like I am now. I work with them. Right. So it was like, how do I get their contact and information? I'll follow them on Twitter so I can keep up to date. And that's basically what got me on Twitter. I yeah, no, I, I was on Twitter pretty early. I mean, just, you know, being able to chat with, with stars, you know, whether it was wrestlers or, you know, movie stars or, or you know any kind of athlete before they had millions and millions of followers uh and they would actually read your messages but the the two coolest things that ever happened to me on twitter were i i, I had a funny joke that i tweeted at the rock he retweeted it uh and hulk hogan blocked me so that's my two claims to fame see and that that's probably why i didn't get on twitter i don't give a <laughs> shit if these people reply to me or fuck, yeah. block me. I, I'm not starstruck in that regard. I get more starstruck. I, I probably lost all that when I started playing music and you started playing with people you like and shit like that. Right. I don't get starstruck. It's just, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Cool. You're regular. You, are you doing that now? Are you on TV? Are you a regular guy? It's a regular guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I don't. Okay. Cool. <laughs> right. No, not me. Like back, back in the day, dude, I was all, I was all up in that. I loved like, Dude, I mark out more for production people talking to me. I'm yeah, like, no, the director yeah. hit me up. He said he responded. All right. Like, that's how I am now. Like, I don't care about it. I'm like, dude, this director fucking became my friend on Facebook or right. anytime. Um, shout out to fucking Dave Marquez. I like Dave Marquez. Like, he'll respond. I'm like, hey, Dave Marquez responded to me. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I respect him and his work and his production. So, like, I get yeah. more excited about production directors and writers than I actually do the stars. Of, yeah. <laughs> I know. I agree. Actually, I don't mark out for wrestlers anymore um i mark out for referees uh still um and i mark out actually i do mark out for one production guy are, Neil you, uh, are you a nick patrick guy <laughs> i gotta buy the shirt um <laughs> i gotta buy the shirt. that's a good one um when obviously jimmy corder is, is a friend of mine he's been on the show several times like i i i like announcers i'll mark out if, if i got to let me try that again i almost had a stroke if i could talk to jr i'd be cool like i'd be happy with that you know, just that might be the one person now. I think yeah. I'm, I, I wouldn't mark out, but I would be excited. Oh, sweet. I get to talk. I'd be nervous. I would be, yeah. You know, I would be nervous. I don't get too nervous anymore when I talk to people, but I think he'd be one of them. Uh, or maybe a guy like Ric Flair, you know, or Shawn Michaels, maybe somebody like that, you know, somebody on a higher level or yeah, I mean, I will. I openly will tell you, I was so nervous the first time I talked to Stevie Ray, but it's fucking Stevie Ray. So that's yeah. He's pretty intimidating. Like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of him. <laughs> but once you got to him, he's such a nice guy. Um, I marked out for Neil Pruitt, and I don't know if you know who that is, but he was the voice of the NWO and a producer for WCW. So uh, when I got him on the podcast, like, voiceover guy? 
Yeah, new, yeah. New world order for life. That's fucking That's cool. I'd mark out for that too. That'd yep, Neil Pruitt. And he even did a little intro in the beginning, like, this podcast has not been sanctioned by the new world order. I'm like, oh, fuck me. That was like the coolest thing ever, dude. Yeah. So yeah, I, I geek out for stuff like that. Yeah, that 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 would be cool. I think the only maybe only other mark out now he does like you've probably heard it. It's that voiceover guy that does like every fucking video package in um, the world. <laughs> it's that not, guy like, not that guy. That guy passed away. Okay, all right. This guy does more of the commercial ones for the TV show. Okay, it's the Nick at Night guy. Tonight, okay, yeah, yeah. Nick at Night guy. That guy. He. I mean, he nice. does everything. But that's what we I can bring to trigger your memory. Um, I, I think he, he's probably like a corporate voiceover kind of guy because like mm-hmm. I remember watching – I'm watching old episodes of X-Play on tech TV, and it's his voice doing all these commercials for the promos and stuff like that. And gotcha. For those who don't know what a promo is, you're promoting shows, not commercials. A promo is to promote other content on your network, so we call it a promo. So gotcha. he would do all the promos for that, and that's the same thing for Nick and Knight, right? Tonight on Nick and Knight or blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, that guy. I think if I met that guy, I'd be like, oh, uh, train me to be you. How do I get to your job? You, know? <laughs> you got the chops for it. I mean, you do have – I, lo- I love your announcer voice when you go that's into – you have different <laughs> – we'll pull back the curtain about uh, a little bit. I-, I was planning on launching a political show, which I haven't launched yet, and it's 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 still coming eventually. But I, uh, I hit you up to do some some promos for me, and you did them in about five or six different voices. You even had like a redneck one, which was pretty hilarious, and I still might want to use that at some point. But um, you're 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 multifaceted when it comes to stuff like that. The fact that you can just change your voice and your inflection and your you know your timing and and all that. You're uh, well. If you're, anybody you're, knows anybody and you're listening to the show right now, I'd be more than happy. I have a demo created and everything. I'd be more than happy to email it to you, and you can book me to be a voiceover artist. I told you you're on Fiverr, bro. That's where that's where it's happening. So put yourself out there. I know. I just I don't have a lot of time. True. I'm. It's very true. Speaking of time, we are running out because I know you're up against uh, up against the gun. You got to get other stuff done. But I do appreciate you coming on here, man. Uh, plenty more we can get into on this. But uh, we're also possibly maybe thinking about doing a, a either a video game episode of Rewind or or possibly doing a video game podcast that's coming around. Uh, that's in the works. So hopefully we can get that going at some point. Yeah, I've been talking to uh, Adam Rivera. Very excited. He wants to – he's been part of the Homie Media group yep. discussion for years, back to the WrestleZone days. So he's you know owns his own video game store, and he's a video game connoisseur. And he knows I'm into retro games just like you are too. So yep. uh, just you know, just thought we'd do it. You know, that'd, be, that'd be great. Thank you. I did kill it on the HTM flagship, but you can thank Rick for getting shot. That that really helped. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But it worked out well either way. Yeah, um, Here we are. We're on the internet talking. That's that's where we're at. You want the conclusion and the evolution of this conversation. You're watching yeah, and listening. You're looking at it. Right listening. Yep. This is we've gone from, you know, waiting, as Rob mentioned, for pictures to load up on your screen to having full fledged conversations and movies and Oscars and TV shows and everything being broadcast. I mean, that's where we're heading now. I, I'll be interested to see in 10 years where the internet's at, if cable itself has fully migrated onto the internet, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it's fascinating. Because I remember working at Comcast when all these Netflix and big sites started up, and I was telling 
I was telling my superior, like, you guys need to get fucking on this. I'm like, this is it. This is where cable's going. It's going to go over there. No, no, no. Well, 10 years later, they got a fucking X1 flex box. So obviously yep. we knew what the fuck we were talking about because we were using it. So yeah, crazy. I mean, movies are being fucking debuted over the internet. Last year in COVID, how many movies came out that we watched online? Brand it's new. Crazy. It's crazy. H HBO Max, bro. Like that's... I've got all fucking 24 seasons of South Park, which segues into my outro, guys. I am the host of Suck My Balls, a South Park review. Suck my balls, suck my balls. Each and every week, we review South Park in linear fashion, which means we review it from beginning to present. Right now, the first 75 episodes. It's fucking crazy. The first 75 episodes of Suck My Balls, or 73 episodes of South Park, as we did the movie, and the first two shorts are up there right now for you to review and download on all of your podcast outlets, including Ami Media Group, their Podbean affiliate, Rad Rob, right here, which is where we're on today, and, of course, on Rat Salad Review. So if you're interested in South Park, Big fan, you just, you know, you want to listen to a bunch of stoners talk about bullshit. Check us out. Also, check out my sponsor, thebigboysclub.com. You can use my code SUCKMYBALLSPOD. You'll save 15% off. Apparently, people have been using this code, Rob. We didn't even know because they're sending us more free shit. So we were like, they're like, can we send you some more free stuff? I was like, I'm talking to Joe and Ian. I'm like, apparently, we're doing well because they wouldn't send <laughs> stuff, right? If it wasn't working. Yeah whatever so yeah check them out please continue to use that code i appreciate it. if you like to get baked and you want to look cool go to bigboysclub.com i also host light the fuse with aew and chris silvio and if you're listening on homie media group you already know that uh and stevie ray tv obviously as you mentioned slash stevie ray tv i'm the editor and producer motion graphics artist and manage all <laughs> that stuff so um right now uh, there's an episode up with uh Jimmy Tibbs, and when we get done here, I will be uploading the Sunny Ono from last night. And actually, if you're watching this live right now, go to uh, go. I don't even know he he might not be live or not, but he's usually live on Twitch.tv slash Stevie Ray TV, or you or you can subscribe on YouTube to Stevie Ray TV. Go to Patreon.com slash Stevie Ray TV. No, he's not live tonight. It looks like he announced he might not be live tonight. So Sunny Ono coming, new episodes up there, tons of new content. Adrian Yana's interview. Last week, uh, Stanley Floyd, the week before, I mean, it's Stevie Ray. The guy can get whoever he wants. He pretty much just picks up the phone and asks. So patreon.com slash Stevie Ray TV. Sign up. Uh, I, I if, if I could get like 100 people to sign up, I could work from home. So go go fucking sign up, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh anything else you want to you want to plug uh, plug stevie uh, uh new or? force order podcast i do produce that it's a star wars podcast it's also on the realm network as well um for russo brand so go check out new force order podcast episode 113 coming this week and obviously everybody knows about the merge that's coming up with uh with realm with vince russo buying the realm network and HMG merging in with them we got a lot of good stuff coming up for you uh lots of new shows coming down the road uh we're working on a new website we got a lot going on we're, we're very excited about our future uh it's a game changer for for all of us really uh so we got to thank vince russo for the partnership that we've had with him for quite a while now um i've always had great synergy with the brand uh so uh matt and i and, and rbv and everybody here chargo uh plaga you know plaza we're all gonna be working hard uh for for a long time now to bring a content like this out to you as well so, uh, and I, I'm glad people like the new format. Thank you guys watching on YouTube for, 
for hanging around and chatting. Yeah, come back tomorrow. Light the fuse here on Hummy Media Group as well as the Impact Attack with the Vet and Colin Weiss on Thursday. So come back. And then Ben Hameen does SmackDown watch-alongs on Friday. So we've got you covered for the rest of the week right here on Hummy Media Group YouTube as well as I'm sure Rad Rob will be streaming some Mario Maker on his channel as well this week. I'm assuming. Yep, twitch.tv slash radrobgaming. Uh, I stream every Tuesday night and Saturday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. I usually play Mario Maker. I play Among Us. Uh, and I also have my YouTube that's channel. Where, that's where his that's where his stream viewership drops, by the way, when he starts playing. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I love playing it. I don't know. Well, I like playing Clue, too, but I don't go online. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, check out my YouTube gaming page, Rad Rob Gaming. Uh, what else we got here? I got my other show, RTW Main Event. Uh, that drops every Thursday on the Rad Rob Radio Network or anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, that is my comedy slash variety show with uh, the Ocho. Can I uh, ask the mass people, can I be Grappler420? Can you pass that along? Yeah. Sure. I'll put a good word in for I'll it. I'll put a fucking yeah. weed mask on for that show. I would love to see that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm glad you guys like the new the new format here. Um, next week, uh, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but... Uh, I think are you are you free next week, Maddie? I mean, I don't know. The thing about it is, is like I love what I do and I do what I love, and you know, I, I, I want to make a living at this, but I don't want to make a living at this. So that's fair. Yeah, I play this. I this show it. really gets my go. The show, it, yes, it really gets. Uh, I'm to get my go. Get my go. Uh, YouTube.com/slash Get My Go. Doing the fine Lord's work over there. Michael Durban, Joe Feeney, the the amazing and comparable Husey. The whole cast of characters, Chatster's been on there from Two Man Power Trip, John Pods, uh, Troy from the brand. I mean, we've had everybody on there. It's uh, Midnight Mike. It's just, it's uh, MSG has been on I need the show. to reach out yeah. to Chatster. He asked me about being on his new generation X declassified podcast, actually. That's another great show, too. Uh, part of the Two Man Power Trip, new new generation declassified. Which we do manage them. So go to patreon.com slash Two Man Power Trip, John Pods. We could plug for 20 more minutes, but yeah. I, I know I know you got to go. Guys here on YouTube, thanks for hanging out. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Not sure what time we'll be recording, but the audio version of this podcast drops every Sunday on Hameen Media Group and the Rad Rob Radio Network. That's thanks for hanging out, guys. So cute. Everybody here on the, YouTube, on the, uh, on the audio feed, thank you for all your support. Uh, we'll see you next time. Take care, guys. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of RTW Rewind. For all the latest news and announcements, please follow us on Twitter at RTW Brand. You can also follow Rad Rob at Rad Rob Gaming. You've been listening to RTW Rewind exclusively here on HMG on Realm and the Rad Rob Radio Network. <laughs>